Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall. This is College Football Week 8. The review, that is, since Week 8 just happened. And we have to uh, somehow process it because, whew, there's a bit, there's a bit. I I don't think it was an earth-shaking weekend, but it, it did have its moments. And I think it set us up for the final push. I think it set us up for, like, the last, you know, six weeks of the season roughly uh in fairly brutal fashion if i have to add it all up which we will attempt to do joining me as always uh ryan nanny live from brooklyn new york hello hello ryan the year of pestilence and doom is upon us shelter yourselves go to your loved ones it matters not the fire will rain from the skies penn state notre dame will play in the national championship you will have to choose a side all sides are wrong. It's time. You you foretold it. So it's not that I foretold it. It's that it's that the year 2017 demands it. And I know that the, that game won't be played until 2018. Except somehow we will all wake up on January 1st, and 2017 will say, "It's December 32nd. I'm not dead. You could never kill me." But my Google calendars. Shut up. That that sounds a lot like James Franklin. Yeah. I'm well yeah, this is I mean, this is why twenty seventeen's bad. You're you, and by you I mean we, are going to have to have serious discussions about Brian Kelly and James Franklin being good at their jobs. Yep. Uh, Jason, please help us out. I need something to I need some hope. I need a ray of light. As a lifelong Notre Dame fan, I am here to tell you that this is all fine and good and the normal way of the universe. Um, Notre Dame, I don't know what what is there to get used to. Notre Dame has always been good. They were good last year, year before. Um, always have good records. Jason has a Ron Palace tattoo. People don't know that. And he won't show it to you, but he has it. I'll show it to you. Okay. I'll well. show it to you. If, send me, um, for, for one like, for every like, a Ron Palace tattoo shot. One one like equals one um pow tap one one pow tap hashtag pow tap ha- hashtag pow tap picks 
one one <laughs> but one, you have one. to include the word hashtag in the hashtag right right yeah it's like when you try to tell someone your email address is like um one two three underscore spell out underscore but one two three is also <laughs> written out and no. like all that is the address like all all the words i just said are included in the address <laughs> like even the part where i said it's all spelled even, out you have even to type this that part that he's saying right now even all of it the part i'm saying is somehow part of the email address Whatever you're thinking in your head, that's also part of the email address. And also Read. the part where I just said at gmail.com, that's in it, as is this. Read line two. <laughs> read first bullet. Now read second bullet. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We're going to get a Penn State. Um, we're going to get a Penn State Notre Dame National Championship game. And the best part about this is it's going to be in Atlanta. So Georgia fans are going to feel <laughs> great about it. Come on down. Hey, look, it's the old Vandy coach and the team that you beat. Go dogs. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got we got a lot of Penn State folks. We got a lot of Notre Dame folks. That's fine. Well, you're a Notre Dame fan, and you live in Atlanta, so. Yeah, my, uh, my community of fellow Notre Dame fans, man, we all over. You know, the thing Notre Dame fans say, we all over. Yeah, well, I mean, you look you look everywhere, and um, I, I the, the last house we moved from the um, the yard, it we we got written up for it by the HOA all the time, because the yard was not technically blades of grass. They said it was weeds, and I said, um, no, look it up. Clover is grass, therefore it stays. So that is proof of my um, Notre Dame fandom. I went, I fought for clovers. And for years, Jason would not allow Monopoly to be played at night at his house. We don't do night games here. We, we don't. don't. We don't do night games here. 3.30 Monopoly or nothing. We do it on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> we only play Monopoly during Friends. The, the popular NBC show, Friends. I will. I am going to ask both of you for help discussing this week's Notre Dame game, though, because I didn't watch any of it, and I didn't do that because I am trying to throw shade at Notre Dame or I don't care about them. I didn't do it because part of the calculus I find during the college football week is that if somebody's leading twenty-eight zero at halftime, I'm not watching the rest of that game unless it gets close. And guess what? It didn't. Yeah, I um. As a lifelong Notre Dame fan, I've found that the Irish do a lot better when I don't watch. Like mm-hmm. last year, I watched a lot of Notre Dame. I watched the man like whole NC State game. It went poorly for my Irish. You know, I watched that Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State did not go well. So this year, yeah, I I watched a lot of the Georgia game, and we lost the Georgia game. Otherwise, I have not. I don't. I haven't watched us at all, and we just keep winning. And like this game. You know, you you look up and the score is seven zero, and it's like, well, I, you know, USC is in a, in a bad spot here. So that that really, that's that's a you know, I'm gonna stick on this Michigan Penn State game for a while. And you look up, it's fourteen zero, twenty one zero. Okay, I don't need to tune into that game at all. I don't know if I saw a single second of it, to be quite honest. The by the way, the the internet is responsible for Notre Dame's success. They are okay. But, but, we we are included in this, and this is why, okay? Last year, I, I don't know if you've heard, but Notre Dame did go 4-8. and eight. In going 4-8, and eight, they lost, like, um, I know they only had eight losses. They lost something like 22 single-score games. Very close games. <laughs> All right? 
I mean, somehow only ended up with eight losses, right? So one of the most spectacular of those losses, just in terms of execution, things you could make fun of, not that you would make fun of Notre Dame. <laughs> we did. Was this that um, when did they play this game? They played it in uh, at NC State. They played it October 28th. It was an afternoon game. Is there anything else remarkable about this game? Just circumstantially? Yeah, there were like three inches of water on the field and more of it coming from the sky. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a lot of water, a lot of water in that game. Is there um, anything else notable about this game in terms of, I don't know, uh, maybe strategy? You know, because I figure what you would want was you would want in a game where it was obviously a monsoon, you're just going to keep the ball like on the ground, right? We're going to run the ball. No, see, gonna... see, see, Notre Dame knew that's uh, the ground is where the water is. Okay. It all, once it hits the ground, it all pools together. The ball's definitely going to get wet. If you throw the ball well enough, you can throw it between the raindrops and keep it dry. So that's why they threw it a lot. So like, it's like, it's like the Matrix. It's exactly like the Matrix, except, you know, with one true God, not um, Keanu Reeves. Uh, yes. So that would kind of can I would say if Keanu Reeves is Jesus returned to Earth, that will kind of suck. I don't see why? any disadvantages in this. Yeah, none. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll, honestly, I'll just be like, hey, Jesus, why did you let them remake Point Break? You could have stopped that. It wasn't good. But I was busy. I was busy. <laughs> Jesus lets people make their own mistakes. Damn. You know. Yeah, That's, yeah. All right. Jesus, well, Jesus is a cool dad. Yeah. He's Mark Richt. He's like, oh, if you want to hold, keep the game close until the fourth quarter, that's fine. That's fine. You got grace. You'll figure it out. It'll be great. The game that I was referencing, NC State, they threw the ball 26 times in a monsoon, in a hurricane, in a cyclone. Only one of those terms is accurate. But the imagery still there. 26 times. And uh, Brian Kelly, in a list of 500 things that people enjoy citing about Brian Kelly, both, I think, disingenuously and genuinely, calling 26 passes in the middle of a hurricane while NC State called 14 and had absolutely no desire to do anything to attempt to win this game. But they just waited for Notre Dame to lose it, and that's exactly what Notre Dame did. Um I think he heard that, and I think he decided the passing was bad because Notre Dame is now, if you watch them, you could call them run first. It's basically uh, it's basically Alabama's defense, but a little more spread out. That's all it is. I'm honestly surprised that you brought this game up, This the, the NC State game. Yeah. Just because, you know... Obviously, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about the weather conditions, but I figured you, as someone who can't swim, would not want to talk about uh, like a weather-drenched game. You know, I'm really fond of this running gag that I can't swim. This is great, so I'm just going to go with it. Yes, yes, it was terrifying that I can't swim, being the being the aquaphobe that I am. That's why I hate. That's why I hate Aquaman and Submariner. Because they remind me of my deepest fear, water. Water. Water that's even slightly deep. Um, do you want us to get you swim lessons in the off-season? Uh, no. No. I think I can ride this out. 
right? With, I think with I what, can... like a flo- uh, floaties or swimmies or something? Yeah. What? You, you, what a, a life jacket? Life jacket's fine. I don't know, man. You've been lifting though. That life jacket's not going to fit. I've been lifting. I need a life jacket. Nothing floats. You're gonna have to wear like a kilt. That's fine. I can do that. You know what I can't. You know what I could wear. Hmm. I could wear like those booms that they put out with um, that they put around oil slicks. You could just right. put one around me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, just to contain you. That's fine. The dolphins are my the dolphins are my friends. They will sense my distress and and carry me home like I'm Dick Van Dyke. And that's why that's why you're not Jay Cutler. Yeah, that's why I'm not Jay Cutler. <laughs> Who also can't swim. That's why there's that nude picture of him looking at the ocean, saying like, oh, "I don't know, I don't think so. I want to, f- I want to fuck the ocean, but I can't <laughs> swim." <laughs> But it wants to fuck me in so many words. Oh, the irony of Jay Cutler's entire life. That's basically what Moby Dick is about. We just summed it up. That's a B minus book report. But yeah, that's I think we we made fun of Notre Dame and they decided, oh, the forward pass. Yeah, that'll just get us made fun of. Let's abandon that completely. Also, you have a really good backfield. Like you have an unquestionably excellent backfield that you really don't have to do much with in order to make them successful. Here's own read. There you go. A couple options, a couple QB power plays, a couple straight inside zone plays. Look, now we're going to run for like 3000 yards this year. Oh, the outside boy has returned. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah, I went outside. <laughs> cool. Um, there, there are reasons, but I don't really need it's, to. It's not, just, it's cool. Nah, you're good. Now, no, no, no one really cares. Now, I'm sure we'll talk about it later this week, but it will be interesting to see if Notre Dame can keep that up um, against NC State, because NC State is is pretty legit on the defensive side of the ball, especially along the defensive line, which yeah. is the best place to start if you really, really want to mess up a run first attack that averages, you know, I, I don't know, around 330 yards a game. That seems like a that seems like a lot. Like I pointed it out at the top, whatever today. But if you look at like who Notre Dame's peers are, when you go, well, who do they look like on the field? Uh, they, they look like Navy. They look like they they run the ball like Navy does, just not out of a triple option, which is kind of more impressive. They can't even. They're not even giving you three things to look at. It's pretty much two, and and they're just <laughs> pounding people with it. Notre Dame's running the single option. <laughs> run it. Hey, listen. You know, that's the, like you'd think like they're running. They've got Adams, who's outstanding, by the way. You have to say that now because you can't Notre Dame fans uh, sort of glomming on and waking up, taking off the Yankee hat since that's done. And they're putting on the Notre Dame hat. Um, just a thousand little troll ballins all saying things like, what about Josh Adams? What about him? Anytime you mention a running back because the only fans who are worse than what about me in college football than Ohio State fans are Notre Dame fans. And unfortunately, they're awake. You'll have to deal with them when you appreciate this otherwise very appreci- appreciatable football team. Now, I did watch the other half of the um, future national championship, Penn State. I did watch them against Michigan. And I do almost feel bad for Michigan because that that one that game had the like, okay... Penn State jumps out to a big lead. Michigan comes crawling back, and you're like, okay, we good. We got a fight on our hands. And then in the second half, Penn State says, yes, yes, we do. 
Except I have a lead pipe, and you have hands. Lead pipe wins. I don't. I don't know if he knew that. Oh, that yeah. was probably Michigan's first mistake here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was... Back to the drawing board, I guess. Those with hands will be broken. <laughs> Those who flail, slappers only. <laughs> um. Yeah. This is. Just, I mean. So I. I looked this up and. In Jim Harbaugh's tenure, short though it is, at Michigan, um, they've only lost one other game by more than one score, and that was the Ohio State game, uh, I believe his first season in Ann Arbor. That was also a 29-point beating. So, like, it's... This Michigan team is obviously beatable, but it's hard to stomp on. And Penn State did not... I mean... Maybe they had a little trouble lacing up the boots, but once they got there, they got to stomping. 6.4 yards a carry, 10.8 yards a pass. Oh, it was, it was brutish. It was an office space fax machine stomping. There was, there was, there was some, uh, some things being worked out in those stomps. I, I, you know how you can, um, the coaches can agree to like, um, say, okay, the the fourth quarter is only going to be 10 minutes, or, okay, we're just going to call it. I feel like James Franklin was probably asking the refs, like, give us a fifth quarter! I want to get to 60! Alright, yeah. uh, the first, the overtime rules in college football are very <laughs> simple. <laughs> Franklin running out there trying to do a coin toss. <laughs> James James Franklin's continuing tradition of being the most belligerent man in the room at all times. Yeah. Not not belligerent. How's this? Like just just prideful to the point for looking for a fight, looking for a slight. Unlike Nick Saban, he's not just writing things down to construct a motivational machine. He's actively sort of bantaming around, right? Like he's all chess to me. Like it's just, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure James Franklin thinks Kill Bill is a documentary. He's like, yeah, uh huh. You wake up from a coma, <laughs> and you just start killing all those who wronged you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the best planet Earth I've ever seen. That 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 and that and I thought it was kind of a it was lenient. I thought it was lenient. Like they didn't get over quite on Michigan like they could have. They I definitely think, tried. Like, look, they they tried. They tried. They missed some shots, right? Like I think it was a fourth and five, where their idea of a fourth and five play was to go for a slot fade. <laughs> Which I love you, Joe Moorhead. It's offensive coordinator for Penn State. He's aggressive as hell. He likes throwing the deep ball. It's a beautifully coached deep ball. It's not just your sort of random arm punt that sometimes people bring down. No, it's an aggressive, well coached, and lethal weapon. Also, if you want to know like other dick moves, just I want to name a couple of plays that they use heavily in this game to indicate what dick moves Penn State was deliberately putting on Michigan once they were broken. Uh, wheel routes with Saquon Barkley. Dick. Absolute dick move. Because Saquon Barkley is bad to cover anyway. But you get him in there like against a linebacker on a wheel route. Oh, you're not being nice. Also, running an inverted veer look where Barkley's the decoy. And Trace McSorley keeps. And then jukes two or three guys out of his shoes on the way to the end zone. Oh, no. I know I said it was lenient. It was not nice, though. It could have been worse. 
and uh, John O'Corn got sacked seven times. So that was fun. That I can't decide, by the way, like how much to credit Penn State for that because everybody's been sacking John. Yeah, O'Korn. that's true. That's true. Everybody that's why. That's why Florida couldn't win that Michigan game. Didn't get to. Didn't get to line up against a ton of John O'Corn. Not fair, if you ask me. Mm, yes, the elusive Wilton Spate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it did. It Wilton Spate's wheels, man. Wheeling Wilton. Um, so now this is also the part of the podcast where we are required to um, tell you that. Um, Michigan and Rutgers are tied in the Big Ten East right now. For now. For now. For now. (laughs) Fourth place outright is on the line this Saturday. uh, You know what? Can't can't count out Rutgers at this point. You can. You can count out Rutgers at this point. You can go on ahead. You can go and just, just check that. I would like to point out also, while we're discussing very important Big Ten news, <clears throat> uh, there's another six and one team in the Big Ten. Michigan they, State. That'd be Michigan State. Sure. Yep. Um, this game finished seventeen nine, and you say, "Hmm, my, what a robust, wholesome, virtuous score for a workmanlike, living, breathing lunch pail of a team." <laughs> My, my favorite part about this game was Michigan State scored too many points. They got to the end of game situation where they were up by one, driving, get the first down. LJ Scott, he of the many parking tickets, um, just kept it in drive and went ahead and scored to put Michigan State up by eight, which is not a safe lead. Um, so you had the image of Mark D'Antonio on the sideline frustrated about his team scoring, which was Absolute perfection and summed up so much about Mark Antonio. I'm mad that you got to 17. We had once that game. Once that that game got. Once that game got in the situation where it was 10-9. I was like, for Indiana, that one point is 500 points. If it were, if if they were up by 10 and Indiana was trailing, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know, we got a shot here. One point though. Oh, Michigan State's gonna ride that to hell. They could have played for 30 years, and the score would have been 10-9. I'm going to pack this point in salt. I'm going to stretch it out over months. I live outside in the winter, drink my own piss, and I live on that point. Just carve it up, boil it. Doesn't bother me. That's all I need is one point. Hold on, I'm going to smoke eight more cigarettes. I rip the filters out beforehand. I have no doubt Michigan State, if they were a person, would be a really ripped dude who smoked. Uh, that dude who lifts in jeans? Yeah, man, Michigan State. I mean, yeah, just, just take the mascot and, yeah. <laughs> put a tank top on him. I think you're good. <laughs> put a tank top on him. Give him, like, a really dark backstory, and there we go. I love that Nas song about Michigan State. All I need, All is, I need one is one point. <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous team in America win single-digit games. They're back. They're back, y'all. Six and one. Speaking of teams, I want to I want to attack a state here for a moment. A state that uh, that really we we read wrong. We misread this whole state because uh, is it Florida? Oh no. Okay. No. Well, we we did we did read that incorrectly, which isn't rare. No. 
But what we did misread was the entire state of Arizona. Because what we forgot, that there were two wily men who were at their best when their jobs are in danger. That'd be Todd Graham. And that'd be Rich Rodriguez. Two men who are good at being employed. So good, dude. They're so good at no being No matter employed. what. And getting jobs. Getting jobs and staying employed. Because you forget that. You get these fancy people who assume that, you know, a meal's a given and a paycheck is a grant. No, 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 sir. Where Todd Graham and Rich Rodriguez are from, those two men have eaten beanie weenies for months on end. Those two men have suffered. Maybe as a result of their own actions sometimes, but still, they understand it. They know how to stretch a dollar. They know! And that's why they're in Arizona, a place where water isn't even scarce, man. And talent, even less so. Somehow, somehow, these two men have gotten their teams forecast to be uh, either in program collapse or near program collapse by very smart people, including us. Arizona State's 4-3, and three, y'all. And they beat up on Utah 30 to 10. And Arizona, Arizona's even more remarkable because uh, just sitting on their bench, they, they had one of the most uh, electric talents in, uh, in the nation. How did this happen? There. How did this happen, man? <laughs> they just decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try something different here in week five. We're going to put Tech Mobo in at quarterback. I know we haven't been playing them all that much. Tech Mobo has just been sitting over there being all digitized and whatnot. But let's just try it, see what happens. Turns out it's actually a pretty good idea to play Tech Mobo at quarterback. Turns That's out for it's Arizona State. I don't know. I, they just decided one day we we just don't we just don't give up points anymore. We've given up enough points. Yeah. No. They they kind of did that like drunkard's miracle thing where they just wake up one day and they're like, you know, I'm tired of drinking. Weird. And you're like, oh, that won't last. <laughs> thirty five years. Yeah, thirty five years later, you're like, I don't know. Walter just gave it up. Now we have the weird problem of, are we going to have enough room on the coaching carousel? Because usually you need a few jobs to come open so that you can sort of shuffle everybody around and get that good movement. But right now, I mean, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oregon State is obviously open. Maybe UCLA. Even that, I don't. I don't even know if UCLA is paying attention anymore. They the 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 Oregon game was a home game for them, homecoming, and I would estimate roughly. 4,000 people were there. It was very lightly attended. Are you saying Dan Mullen is not going to have any places to interview? Damn. He's he's doomed. He's stuck forever. Man. I just want to go home. You can't, Dan. You can never you, go home. You can never go home. But he just keeps leaping into the same body over and over and over and over. Dang it, I'm at the Chick-fil-A this time. He just keeps waking. He just keeps waking up in the home of like a big lummoxy six foot four quarterback who can run and kind of pass. And he's like, "Well, yeah, I guess you got to come to Starkville and throw for three thousand yards and run for a thousand. <laughs> yeah, we 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 should divert briefly to note that um, Kentucky, who was looking pretty good to start the year, five and one. Yeah, these were a lot of close wins, and yeah, they fucked up the Florida game. Something stupid." But still, looking looking like a, a reasonably sharp team, considering they had had a bunch of players injured. Man, y'all just got 
Y'all just got the boot taken to your face. 45-7. And when you look at the rest of the Kentucky schedule, you look down and you're like, all right, they got to play Tennessee in what may be Butch Jones saves his job for at least a week. (laughs) (laughs) And then they got to play Ole Miss. And then they got to go to Vanderbilt. And then they got to go to Georgia. And then they got to host Louisville. A Louisville team who you would think will not be overlooking them based on last year's loss. And you can kind of see, like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you can kind of see how five and one turns to five and seven real fucking quick. And that shit sucks. Yeah, well, you, Kentucky can see that too. You know they do. Like, <laughs> they're, 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 the fan ba- they're the fan base who I really most believe when they go, oh, you know, this thing's just going to end up being five and seven. I can feel it in my bones. I never go. Yeah, can, the Kentucky football fan base is the one you don't want to sit next to on a plane. Because they're like, yeah, you know, most of the mechanical failures on airplanes, they can't diagnose in the limited time between one plane landing and the other one taking off. So it's really a crapshoot every time. Anyway, I'm single. No kids. How about you? <laughs> yep. Kentucky, Kentucky football. The cancer's in my bones, but that's cool. <laughs> hey, you think about moving into the neighborhood? Yeah, we got pretty good schools. And also, I'll set your house on fire. So you might like it here. You'd be surprised what the legal limit of uh, toxic chemicals in public water is. It's high. It's surprisingly high. It's so high. You can like you can like almost lose to um, Southern Miss and Eastern Kentucky and Eastern Michigan and Eastern Tech and all sorts of Easterns and still be five and one. Like being on a football team like that's got to be a trip because they have to go into a game, right? Kentucky has to go into a game against I don't know, like LSU, right? Because they play LSU in November. It's the next to last game. They got to walk into that stadium. They got to forget. That they're the team that, like, you know, struggled against UMass, right? <laughs> like, because, because I like that's why athletes are different, man. Because if that had been me against UMass and I'm rolling out against LSU and they're on the other side of the field looking real large, right? Very burly and unruly and, and coming in my direction, you know what I'm going to remember? Because I'm not a competitor and athlete. I'll be like, that same dude who only beat UMass by four. <laughs> well, then then you might be good enough to play Tennessee football, because I think that's what they were thinking against Alabama. <laughs> well, that's correct, though. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that's completely correct. That's that's the way it should have been. I, I enjoyed the Alabama-Tennessee game for this. I enjoy it for the setup, because everybody knew uh, including Tennessee fans, that they were going to lose this game. It was a foregone conclusion. Uh, there were only little moments of like light tweak in the game to remind Tennessee not only that Alabama was much better, but that they were in hell. Because everybody, when you play Alabama, it's, oh, they're, they're much deeper and better than we are right now. And probably will be. like If Nick Saban drops dead tonight, right? they will be better than everybody else for two or three years based strictly on the depth chart alone. right? It'll take a long time for somebody to mediocre that program up. Now, that said, uh, I think Tennessee went in not only knowing that, but knowing that they'd have lost 11 games and that there would be some sort of special hell for them as a result of their own mediocrity. That's a different thing, right? Not that, oh, those people are way better, but we're going to be throwing some suck into this too. 
like our own unique brand of suck, a particular one that we've carried for, I don't know, offensively 12 quarters, and that they almost scored. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, basically scored. And then, I mean, it's almost like it's like some sort of a self-aware irony machine or something when they get to the red zone. Like, you just think, like, this this is going to be the one that they're finally going to punch this thing in, right? This is This is impossible. This is statistically improbable. Like... Colorado State scored 20 points or whatever on Alabama. Like, how is how can they be this bad at this? What it is is it's one of those mobile games that once you get to the red zone, it's like, hey, if you pay $4.99, just get a touchdown right here. Just click here, connect it to your Apple Pay. Look at that. You sure you don't want it? Okay. You can maybe get a touchdown on your own. No? All right, try again. Again, look, just bump the price down to $3.99. No? Okay. Butch sees that and he says, "No, we're gonna keep continue to compete. We're gonna go out and we're gonna grind until we level up enough to get a touchdown on our own for free, no matter how many one one experience point ogres we have to slay in the fields below the mountain. Um, we're gonna do that for hours and hours and hours until we we're able to land one hit on the dragon." I would love to watch Butch Jones play Zelda. You know, the name of the game is Smashing Vases. That's really where we think the value is in this program. We burst into another man's home, and we smash his vase, we take what's inside. Now I hear what you're saying, that there's a main quest, that there's some sort of sword or villain that I have to go find. Not to me, it's just about vase smashing. <laughs> oh man, you know what you can do? You can gather hearts. Mm-hmm. That dude loves That's to collect true. hearts. That's, That's all he does true. on National Signing Day <laughs> is just stock up on hearts. He would fucking love that game. We're the champions of extra life. That's what we are. We'll just be here a long time taking a lot of damage because we have a lot of hearts. <laughs> you just can't. That really is the, the, the Tennessee predicament right now, isn't it? This dude is just still here taking damage. Well, yeah, he tried to tell you he's got a lot of hearts. Uh, you know, first of all, I object that uh, this ocarina does not play Rocky Top. Find that insulting. Number one, tried several times. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the rest of Tennessee's schedule, and man, what well, a- well now, well now we get to the fun part because if you look at the East right now, just the conference standings, there are three teams at the bottom that are all zero and four: Tennessee, Vandy, and Mizzou. And the nice thing is, it's like, hey, play date, y'all get to y'all get together. Somebody's gonna get to get off that. At least two of you will get to get off that Ofer streak. We Isn't that think. nice? We think we can't prove it. Yeah, let's not let's not count our chickens. Cause... Games games do get canceled. That's a fair what, point. This is this is by the way, this is the world's worst national novel writing month prompt ever. <laughs> Is looking at start October twenty eighth. Butch Jones looks at the Kentucky game plan. Ah! <laughs> oh man! As I lay, as I lay dying, the Butch Jones story. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm looking at it, and as go, I lay trying. <laughs> I think John Curry. John Curry has, through some sources, said that Butch Jones' job could be uh, safe. Relatively safe if you know they won out after the Alabama game. Uh, I see at least two instances here of them possibly getting hammered. Well, 
But hold on. Let's uh, let me walk you through this. Let's assume right. that the universe as it currently exists um only functions around making Tennessee fans miserable. As evidence, I give you again the national championship game that's going to happen where James Franklin, former Vanderbilt coach who beat Tennessee, will be in the national championship and Brian Kelly, the better version of Butch Jones, will be in the national championship. So let's assume that the universe as we know it only exists to maximize vol pain. I think Tennessee absolutely wins these last five games because nothing will be worse at this point than if they don't fire Butch. Like, well, if they if they do run the table, if they beat Kentucky and Southern Miss and Mizzou and LSU, which at that point may be a great win, maybe a meaningless win, and Vanderbilt, will will you will they look back and say what a season it was? What a wonderful season where we lost to Georgia 41-0 and had 18 tries at the goal line to beat South Carolina. And Alabama set betting history against us. What a wonderful year. Print the t-shirts. It might. Okay, fair. Beat, beat Vandy bad enough. Beat, beat those bastards at Vandy bad enough. Yeah, man. I mean, it's kind of like last year, right? Like, we were in sort of a similar situation. You know, they just caught fire in November and started lighting folks up. They just said, you know what, fuck it, Josh Dobbs, you're the OC now, you know. Um, so, like, well, you do that again, you start scoring 60 points every week against these bad teams. Yeah, but at this point, after the Bama game, they were 5-2. and two. They're not 5-2 and two right now. They're within a couple games of that. <laughs> I mean, how flexible is your math? Tennessee flexible. That's how flexible. Oh, oh, then come on. Yeah. You can't measure heart. You got hey, listen, all right? You got around to the nearest five. And three, well, that's closer to five than zero, ain't it? It's five win Tennessee program right here. <laughs> See? I think we ought to be ranked, to be quite honest with that record. Jesus. They're that's a great win for Bama. They're definitely ranked with this record. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, sorry. Um, what else happened this week? What man? Iowa State got much... ranked. Hold on, Iowa State got ranked. Can we talk about that for a damn minute? Iowa, Iowa State is ranked. God damn Iowa, it! Iowa State has not been ranked since two thousand five. And if you just yeah. pick, pick through your brain and think about all the teams that have had like meteoric rises and plunge and gone back down to, I mean, Washington alone. Think about what they have done. Since 2005, and in the entirety of that stretch, Iowa State has not been ranked. Oh, hey, didn't this was our goal for Iowa State this year? This was back in July or whatever. That's we right. said, Iowa yes. State, we want you to be ranked for one week. I don't care if it's bullshit. I don't care if you show up at 25 and then leave, which you're playing TCU. That's probably what's happening. It probably yeah, happens, it's but it's not. Football. But it's not bullshit. It's. I mean. I mean. They've, 20, they've, the twenty the ranking number twenty five is always bullshit, but they have earned that bullshit. They beat Oklahoma, and they have only lost two games, and they were competitive, you know, in both of them that I can recall. Do you know but, who's yeah, yeah. Do you know who's next highest in others receiving votes? Uh, Michigan, Texas A and M, another team that has been pretty. You know, okay. um, yep. not not enraging, I guess. Yep. 
That's another team we can say has earned its bullshit ranking of 26. Now, I, will, I will tell you, though, if I had told you that they were going to be 5-2 and two on October 21st and that with Baylor still on the schedule, the probability of an Iowa State win takes them to a bowl game, done. I would have taken that if I was an Iowa State fan, right? Like Absolutely. Six yeah. wins, bowl game, uh, shocking upset of Oklahoma. I would... Like I would have taken that showcase and run, Bob. That's that's what I would have done, with this no is, further deliberation. This is also probably a good time where we should check in on. I know we talked about the Michigan State game already, but we should check in on the chicken bet, right? Absolutely. Okay. Could not agree more. So okay. so to review, Indiana currently three and four. Uh huh. Um, what is, and and you have the under on this bet, correct? Yes. And yes. what is the number that Indiana has to reach win wise for you to owe our co- our colleague Stephen Godfrey chicken? Indiana has to go seven and five in the regular season. If he's been saying six and six, that's fake news. He keeps trying to um, say that, and I it's it's not going to work. My attorney Ryan Annie was there when the contract was signed. Yeah, I can confirm. Um, there was a game canceled due to weather, but it was rescheduled, and we agreed that the rescheduled game would count the same as the canceled game was. So seven and five is still the mark Godfrey must hit in order to cash this wager. We're one and one. This here's the rubber match, and I'm feeling great. So I'm not feeling great for Indiana right now because the remaining games they have to win four out of these five at Maryland. Home against Wisconsin at Illinois, uh, home against Rutgers at Purdue. I feel like Wisconsin we're probably going to throw out. That that's the least likely, and then they have to sweep these other four teams. And it's possible none of those teams has been so strong that you say, "Oh, no way, Indiana beats them." But on the other hand, only one of those teams has been so garbage that you say, "Yes, Indiana definitely beats them." Curiously enough, that team is Illinois. It is not Rutgers. Illinois is straight garbage this year. Yeah, that's uh, that's so we're we're hitting four. I'll I'll grant that. And Wisconsin, that of course, that's a ranked Big Ten opponent. So we are looking at a situation where Indiana is like leading with like forty five seconds to go. Sure, and, maybe yeah. even leading oh, by two God. scores somehow. Yeah, and you think like, okay, Wisconsin scoring in, <laughs> scoring twice in under like thirteen minutes, impossible, and then somehow it happens. Somehow. Yeah, no, I, I I feel like I feel like this is one of those games where you watch Indiana get out to a twenty-one point lead, but not a twenty-eight point lead, and you just know you go. <sighs> it's when it's when they get two drives off, and you go, man, nothing can stop them. And then that third drive, it's field goal attempt, seventeen points, and you go, now nope, that's it. That's all they get. <laughs> Basically, Indi- Indiana football is every silver medalist in the four by one hundred, where you're like, "Oh man, through two, through two guys, they got a big lead. They're looking great." Oh, oh, got reeled turn. in. Look at that. Is that what it is? Is that Indiana is always the one on the inside track, so you're <laughs> deceived into thinking they're farther yes. along than they yes. are? Yeah. Lane, lane one, Indiana. Oh, that's what it is. Man, but the outside track is actually like five meters shorter. Yes, exactly. Yep. Also, exactly. They're also they're also basically like they also are the proverbial person at the movie theater who uh, eats all their snacks in the first ten minutes, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, <laughs> just sits down and ah. <laughs> yeah, 
What like, you got? Uh, just just sits points. down and eats like fantastic Mr. Fox and then looks up an hour and so hungry. Yeah, that's a good. That's always a sign that like a team only has so much talent and so many ideas when they race out to like, oh man, our scripted plays work really well. Now let's get into that like play calling and flow of the game and see what our talent can do. And you're like, well, they did three points. Are you that's saying Mike DeBoer doesn't think on his feet all that well? <clears throat> that is what I'm saying. That's because that that is the first time I've ever heard that. Now, mm. let me ask you this, though. Who would you rather have right now to get to seven wins? Indiana or Florida State? Or Florida? <laughs> Fuck it. Florida can go in there, too. They didn't play this week, so maybe, you know, let's not worry about that. But if you had to choose between Indiana and FSU to get to seven wins... Indiana's already one game ahead because Florida State had a game canceled uh, due to yeah. weather. So yeah. who, who you got? I might take Indiana. Because <laughs> yeah, Florida State, okay, you got to go. That, schedule, uh, that schedule's not doing them any favors. In this yeah, because we looked this up earlier. Okay, you're facing uh, the Boston College scoring juggernaut, the Steve right. Adazio uh, rack-em-up offense that's just going to dump 40 points on you, brother. Here it comes. Evident- evidently. <laughs> The, uh, the Boston College's offense is the Arizona State defensive offense, where it's just like, it's good now? Sure. <laughs> Fine. It's good now. Uh, you got to play Clemson. I believe that's at Clemson. Um, it is, yes. You got to go to Florida, and like, yes, 36% of this co- podcast content is about how terrible Florida is, but you're kind of terrible too, so you could lose that game. Um, and there's another tricky one. that oh, You got to play Syracuse. You got to play Syracuse. Don't play Syracuse. Why would you do that? Mm. So, yuck. So, and uh, Richard wrote this this morning. You might end up in a situation where whew, the loser of Florida, Florida State, might have to go and reschedule that hurricane canceled game for conference title weekend because the Lord knows you ain't going to have plans that weekend just to hit bowl eligibility. So, if you're five and six and you're Florida State and you don't want to lose your 38 year bowl streak or whatever, hey, ULM, you up? So fucking sad, but that could happen. <laughs> and meanwhile, meanwhile, okay, Miami is not out of the playoff race yet. UCF and USF are, you know, undefeated. Bell could have a, a New Year's Six play-in game. FAU is out here scoring sixty-nine points on people. <laughs> Conference USA. FIU might go back to bowl season. The mm-hmm. entire state is doing great, except for y'all's garbage program, and it's our travel. That's wild. I would. Uh, I would also before we uh, before we do I believe a couple of reads because we need to do those. I would like to point out a team that uh, has given up. That'd be North Carolina. Oh Just, man, yeah, know. there man. are yeah. there. So there are very few teams at this point in the year that are statistically out of it in terms of bowl eligibility. It's hard. You just haven't played enough games, most teams, to even get there. Um, there are only two Power 5 schools that are in that position right now. One is Baylor, uh, and the other one is UNC. Sure. I don't know how this... I mean, what, two years ago, they were playing in the ACC championship and and nearly beating Clemson in the process? What the mm-hmm. fuck? I would, point, I would point out that... Sitting on the bench. I was going to say, I would point out that la- as recently as last year, they, they sent a first-round quarterback. Mitchell who's 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 playing pretty well, I gather. Yeah. Right. Like based, aren't the Bears doing like better than expect? Anyway, um, we're not going to talk about the Bears. Come on. You lost a good player. 
but lots of teams lose good players. I mean, we saw we saw UNC falling. I think we picked them for like four and eight. We didn't pick this yet, though. Yeah, they got you didn't pick you didn't pick fifty nine seven. Not quite. I mean, they you did it. lose Gene Chizik also, and despite his despite um, questions about exactly how much time in his week he devotes to leg day, the man's upper body is still quite satisfactory, and you need that. You know, especially that close to uh, in in a, in a coastal state, you need that kind of ocean friendly upper body, and you just lack it right now, UNC. Yeah, they got they got tuned up by by Virginia Tech, who looks like I mean the Clemson game wasn't great for them a few weeks ago, but since then, shit, they held Boston College to ten, and that, that wasn't a thing we thought would be meaningful. And now it is. Um, and there's there's a very good chance that we will see a rematch of the Clemson-Virginia Tech game in the ACC championship game. I know. I'm disrespecting Miami. I've watched your games, okay? You're trying as hard as you can to lose them. You're not fooling me. No, I don't know. I have a different take on Miami that they're just... They're chill. <laughs> I think that they just... I think that they're they're like, oh, no, 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 it's cool. Cool. We'll, we'll, I mean, it'll work out. Just keep, just yeah. Here, just keep it even. Everything keep Miami. It, no, my what Miami football is this year is somebody trying to make a YouTube like stunt video, and like so far it's going great. Learned to ollie in two minutes. Jumped over a car. Like it got uh, set yourself on fire and successfully had somebody put you out. It's eventually one of these stunts is going to go very bad. I'm predicting the game against Notre Dame is probably where that happens. Bro, they got to play Pitt. They got to play at Pitt. So (laughs) I've had that on my board, Miami losing to Pitt. And every week I look at it and think, that looks really stupid. I should change it. And then I just think, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. I mean, listen, listen, I don't want to suggest that Miami's not good because Miami is a good football team. They're just like, they're pretty reckless. Sure. I mean, well, as, as, is on brand and as we prefer for the hurricanes. Yeah. Um, should we do some reads? Yeah, let's do some reads. All right. Um, I'm going to get a few of these out of the way to start. Uh, first from Matt, don't be garbage to each other. Matt, if we really believed in that, we probably wouldn't do this podcast and put it out for the public. The, the mm-hmm. nicest thing we could do would be to give this up and to tell people, hey, go listen to classical music or a podcast that's recorded well or the problems that your friends and family are having. Don't listen to one squeaky voiced idiot and two men who can't successfully record talk about nothing for anywhere between 53 and 82 minutes. Don't do that. So we're already being garbage to you. I'm sorry. It's just star. Um, and then uh, from Taylor, Taylor wants us to talk about the videos of John Boyce a little bit. Or I should say the videos by John Boyce because the videos of suggest that I've been taping him. And I'm not comfortable admitting that. <laughs> um, I'll give you a little preview content of his the next video he's working on. It's about kickoffs. And he devised, and I don't think this is in the video, so it's hopefully not a spoiler. He devised what I think is the best kickoff um solution possible people are always like well move it up or just like get rid of it all together no what john suggested is that on a kickoff you put the ball on a tee at the kicking team's goal line 
And everybody stays off the field except for the kicker. And the kicker gets to kick the ball off the tee as hard as he fucking can. And wherever the ball lands, not comes to rest, or where, or, or I will say where it goes out of bounds, that's where the other team gets the ball to start their drive. So if he can drop it in and just drop it right on the two, guess what, buddy? 98 yards to go. I think this would be the most enjoyable like little mini game that you could have in the middle of a football game. I only have one wrinkle to add to that, by the way. Sure. I was trying to think of how fast somebody could run. Mm-hmm. And it's this. I think if you have one defender on the play, one who can either attempt to down the ball or he can start at the 15 and try to block it. <laughs> Where does he start if he has to down the ball? Well, I mean, that's your choice, right? It's just like there's a neutral zone at the 15 or the 10. I'd have to figure how fast somebody could actually run that and what a kicker's run-up is by seconds so so that you make it as close a match between somebody fast and somebody um, in a kicker winding up. Um, But you have that choice, right? You could make either the super conservative one, which is you send somebody back and you allow them to down the ball wherever the ball is caught and or touched, right? Or you have this one guy who can go for a one-man kick block. Berserker, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like an absolute (laughs) berserker, right? Just turn it into like some sort of bizarro punt return slash penalty kick situation. And that's our 18th blown ACL of the year on a kickoff. (laughs) Vince McMahon would be proud. This is XFL. I mean, it is better than the XFL. Um, Jason, you've got one. So, Tom, who generously donated to Hurricane Disaster Relief as part of this charity to-do, I assume this this donation was placed more than a month ago, right? That would be, that would fit the timeline here? Yeah, that sounds right. So, Tom's message for us to read was that he would like to thank us for not talking about Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame at the time would have been somewhere between... Uh, zero and zero with um, some amount of expectations off of a bad year, uh, one and zero or one and one, which in that range, sure, you probably don't want us talking about Notre Dame. Now the tables have turned quite a bit. We talk about Notre Dame all the fucking time with reason because because we love Notre Dame. Well, because we you're watching Notre you're Dame. You're a lifelong Notre Dame fan. As a lifelong Notre Dame fan, I've finally um, y'all have finally seen the light. Touchdown, Jesus, shining down upon you. Um, so now I think, you know, if we were to check back in with Tom, he would thank us for constantly talking about Notre Dame. Um, so, Tom, you're welcome. Do you think a live shutdown full cast at South Bend would be the least attended thing <laughs> possible? It would actually, you know what? It would feel a lot like Richard Spencer at the University of Florida. Like, people would show up, but it would mostly be to yell at us and scream, fuck you, Spencer. Yeah, well, yeah, it would literally be the same. Fuck you, Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fine. So, is that where we could go? Where we, where we would have the most uh, agitators? Because, like, we, I mean, we could go lots of places where nobody would have heard of us. I mean, like, you know, UConn. What? What? Where? How would they have ever heard of football? Well, well, that is the bad. dog because of the dog thing. Maybe. Oh but, shit! Yeah. Okay. Bad example. Yeah. UMass. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Mass. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, Notre Dame might be the or maybe Ohio State or I don't know. I don't no, know. I think I think Ohio State would be fine because you know we talk enough shit about others. Whereas oh, Notre Dame, yeah. I don't think Notre Dame revels in that. I don't think Notre Dame fans would listen to this and be like, "Oh well, yes, they talked a lot of crap about the Irish," but because Notre Dame fans say crap, um, but at least other teams got their comeuppance and be like, "How dare you!" I don't know, but Notre Dame has like thirty-five rivals. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like if you're if you're if you're like a 60 year old Notre Dame fan and you're and, and you're listening to this podcast, first of all, you're the weirdest person alive. But you also consider every team in football to be your rival. USC, Navy, Army, Boston College, Georgia Tech, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, on and on and on and See, on. And they, on. Are, they are actually the legend of Zelda of college football because you got to go all over the fucking country collecting all these weird items. That, mm-hmm. uh, oh, gee, Notre oh. Dame is Mega Man, is what it is. You, you got to beat Shillelagh Man. And you got to gotta... beat um, um, Boat Man. That's Navy. Navy or Boat Man. <laughs> that's, what they, that's the team nickname, actually, the Navy Boatman. They say midshipmen. They, they don't, they don't say that around them. They'll be a do, little you think, do you think there's ever been an Admiral Boatman in <laughs> Navy? I hope there has been. Let's Google that right now. Admiral Boatman or Captain Boatman, USN. This um this reminds me if um if you own usedairboats.com, can you give it to me, please? It's already purchased, but nobody's using it. I could buy usedairboatsingular.com. I might do that if I have to, but I really like to get used airboats. Um, I'm gonna do. Hey, a couple... I found an Admiral Boatman. What what's his deal? Uh oh shit! I think it's fiction. Shit. It's from a forum called the liberaldemocrats.com or something. <laughs> I don't know what they're writing about. Um, we're going to do a couple shout-outs here before we get to Spencer's read, which is very special. Um, shout-outs to generous listeners and donors. Shelly Kay, Elliot Bissett, Connor Farley, and Tim Hodgson. Thank you to all of you for donating. Now, Spencer, please do this terrible thing that's going to happen. So an anonymous uh, donor has requested, you you may recognize it, it comes from a television show that was, you know, I think canceled before its time, before it really had time to to come into its own. Well, I, I think it was, I think it ran, its, it was prestige television, it was like British television, like, yep, four episodes, that's all we needed. Yep, yep. Um, and initially when I saw this, I thought, well, this is actually the limit, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think I can say any of these things, even for charity. I don't think that uh, I don't think I can go there. I think somebody else will have to do it. But then I had an idea. Um, did you know that on every iPhone, on the existing iOS, there is a uh, there is GarageBand, and little did you know that GarageBand on your phone just has beats. So I thought the only way to do this would be to do it somewhere between I don't know. Losing my edge and or the pet shop boys. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna start the beat and we're just gonna go with it. Okay. So here we go. You guys tell me which one you like as a bass beat here. Just like a Okay, give us a few choices. That's a little too high hattie. Hey. I like that one better, yeah. This? That's a Drake beat, yeah. Whoa. That's just running water. No, I think it was number two or number three mm-hmm. that I would pick. Yeah, number two. That? Okay, good. 
I'm gonna start with that. We'll just, you know, I'll just freestyle. We'll just add things, okay? okay? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm Bill Simmons, and here's what I believe. I believe the defending NBA champs should wear championship belts to every game. I believe that Kanye is a genius. It's just that he knows it, and that's oh, the problem. I believe we should ban the DH, long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pick up throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in a Belichick Popovich presidential ticket. I believe that every DiCaprio movie would be just a little better as a Matt Damon movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe the 2004 ALCS was an act of God. <laughs> I believe that tug of war should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> I really believe that one. I'm going to say it twice for effect. I believe that tug of war should be an Olympic sport. That's nice. <laughs> and finally, I believe that billionaires should pay for their own fucking football stadium. Record scratch! Damn, dropping truth. Mm-hmm. That's a fade out. That's just when you hit the volume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I hope anonymous. I, I hope you fucking enjoyed that. Belichick Popovich, two men with very similar politics, right? <laughs> yeah, they they get a, they get along just fine. What diversity? What diversity on a ticket too? <laughs> It's very inclusive. There's men and there's men. There's a white guy and a white guy. And they don't like talking to media. Perfect. Perfect. That's excellent. Uh, um, is there anything we left untouched? From I mean, there is. There's always stuff that we don't talk about. Uh, they put Kansas on regular Fox, and they got they got 21 yards. Oh boy. This was and and th those twenty one were a battle, man. Yeah, it was a it was a thing of drama. And at one point, this was the most exciting thing going on because Penn State was whooping Michigan, <laughs> Notre Dame was blowing out USC as we do every year. Fuck them! And the race to see whether Kansas could crack a positive integer. I don't know if I use the word integer right. Um, it it was it was some drama to it. People were watching like the the plan worked. The plan worked. People were flipping from ABC to Fox just to gawk at Kansas. It worked. Yeah, this... Uh, I feel like it was not that long ago that we were saying, oh, Kansas is showing signs of improvement. 
Kansas is maybe, you know, starting to turn a corner. This year has proven that that is demonstrably false. Mm, Just no. Who who said that? No, no, I, no I, I feel no like I, I feel like last oh. year. Last year, no, I'm I'm, oh. I'm being serious here. I feel like last year, Kansas mm-hmm. played some games towards the end. Of, I mean, listen, they beat Texas. That's a thing we should mention. But they Kansas also like they, they 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 started playing some close. This game was 24-23 last year. Yeah, you know what? You can find me saying that last year. Probably, I'm gonna deny it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. No. I mean, Kate, Kate, has played. TCU tough at least a few times in the past few years. They did not this time. It did not so. come to pass. Um, also, LSU and Auburn still control their destiny in the SEC West. What? <laughs> how did we? How did we get here? How does this keep happening? That's a really generous way of saying ain't lost to Bama yet. I mean, yeah, it is, but. After they lost to Troy, I assumed that LSU would drop one of the three games they had ahead of them, and they didn't. And they're probably going to finish. I there there is eight wins seems absolutely doable. Nine seems attainable as well. Not not that long ago, we were on this very show talking about Ed Orgeron's buyout, and that's not a thing right now only 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 rhetorically we be- we be- we believed in Cocho. we just um just we were just reviewing his contract just to make sure you know in case the chargers came calling sure 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 sure, sure. that's right because that order coached coached the chargers from 2020 to 2021 and you want a guy familiar with the program with the with the franchise to come back yeah, yeah. i mean i mean you know he he just wins in Los Angeles, so that's that's a really good point. Yeah, I would also point this out about LSU. They, um, yeah, both of these programs will probably lose to Bama. I think in very different manners. I think with Auburn, I can see a kind of inactivity, you know, sort of sluggish languor to that game. You know, something like a something like the, you know the twenty seven nineteen game where they get like a cheap score late. Looks a lot like the Texas A&M you know Texas A&M game, right for Alabama. Uh, the LSU game, man, I don't know. That's either like a ten nine game, or uh, that's like a forty to three game for Alabama. I, I don't think see the- last year's Bama LSU was the like definitive modern Bama LSU game, right? Ten right. nothing. We're gonna get that again. LSU is gonna play its ass off and lose like 12 to 5 yeah like i just every time you line up the quarterback i'm like well the quarterback's gonna have to move a little bit let's see who we got danny etling okay 10-0 that's 10-0 <laughs> that's that's where we're starting that's where we're starting because i just see who who's out who's out on the highway alone in the middle of the night trying to dodge those headlights danny etling all right i'm gonna pray for you son i'm, I'm gonna pray for you I'm not gonna hope but but i'm gonna do some prayer um, and we should also point out somehow it got worse for BYU. Lost, thir- oh, lost thirty three, lost thirty three to seventeen to a very bad ECU team. I, I, so you got BYU and Georgia Southern in almost literally the same situation. They were both one in five or so. Georgia Southern was even worse, playing one in five or so teams and getting their asses kicked. Georgia Southern responds by firing its coach. Tyson Summers is gone. 
this is my maybe the first time we've ever mentioned him on this program. Probably not a good sign. Um, BYU, meanwhile, you know, okay, Kalani Sataki had a good debut year, so you're probably not firing him anyway. But it's like not even on the table. Like you literally can't. You have to hire, um, you know, a, a member of the church, and well, you already did. So he's 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 going to stay. Yeah, let me give you, by the way, the uh, the East Carolina profile just to show you exactly what happened. Remember, East Carolina has uh, already fired its defensive coordinator. <laughs> always, always a great sign when your defensive coordinator has been canned less than eight weeks into the season. That happened like week two. That shit was early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because um, East Carolina, by the way. Um, yeah, I want you to just name a name a bad defense. Name a defense you go, oh man, like Louisville. Man, Louisville's just just a stank defense. Yeah, they're 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 eighty seventh in terms of total scoring. They're much better than this team. How much better? Oh oh, reader, it gets so much worse. Man, Missouri, that's just a sieve and cleats out there, right? Yeah yeah yeah, they're they're uh they're one hundred twenty second in the nation in terms of total sc- uh, like scoring points per game, and uh, they're. They're significantly better because it's you can't actually be worse than East Carolina. They are, in terms of allowing points, the worst scoring defense in the nation and have, in their best effort prior to this game, uh, allowed somebody to score a stingy 34 points. Doing it twice, once against Temple, once against James Madison. The notoriously explosive Temple offense. And BYU lined up and put up 17 against a, yeah, like against against a fruit stand in an action movie, Chase. That's what the East Carolina defense is, and BYU couldn't even drive through it. Even even after this game, ECU is giving up seven and a half yards per play, which means that third down should not exist if you play them. They have given up more rushing yards and more passing yards in eight games than Alabama has total yards in eight games. And it's not even – it's like Alabama's got them by at least 200 yards in both. It's and, – and yet against BYU, a respectable 5.85 yards per play allowed. And 17 points scored. It's, I, I don't, I mean, I know Matt Brown already wrote about this, I think, earlier this week, or last week, rather. BYU is just, whew. I was going to start adding things like, can we give them a handicap? Because my idea for unsportsmanlike penalty calls isn't that the player is, um, is ejected. It's much like hockey in that you have to play a man down for X number of minutes. Right. Right, uh, or a quarter, and then he can come back so that you can't manipulate the drive. Right, like, well, if it's two minutes, we'll just stall for time to get him back on. Right, because people will do shitty things like that. No, you just make it like a quarter. Right, um, and you should have to play a man down, or even just for the drive. Right, if BYU were playing a defense that only had ten men on the field, do you think they could average? Do you think they could score thirty points? Whose defense is the starting point? Uh, I'm going to give you a recognizable quantity. Let's just start with the Georgia defense. If they're no. playing with ten nope. men, nope, no, bro, no. 
Let's wow. let's take it down. <laughs> okay, so we need to move we with with ten men on the field. No. Mm. All right, ten men. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna move you down a little bit. What if I rolled the uh, What if I rolled the uh, Iowa State defense, respectable unit? And you're asking, can be can BYU get to thirty in the game if they're playing uh, Iowa State with ten red card Iowa State? Can BYU? <laughs> yeah, Joel Lanning. I'm leaving Joel Lanning on the field because he's playing like eight positions. And that wouldn't be fair. Um, no, no. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna boot you down. A little bit further. I, th- I okay. think yes at this point, but let's keep you, going. You think yes. Okay. I'm going to boot you down further to a unit that um, we've all seen struggle this year. That would be the Louisville offense, which has had some very stanky moments indeed. I got 10 men on the field for the entirety of the game, and I have the BYU offense with 11. Can we get to 30? <laughs> I mean, Louisville, I mean, shit, man. Louisville could probably put 11 up there. <laughs> I think we've seen Louisville give up 40-something to Boston College. So, The explosive and productive Boston College, nevertheless. Held down Florida State, though. Well, sure. but <laughs> got, Jimbo, got Jimbo mad enough to yell at a fan. That's, that's why I want to end this episode, by the way, is talking about that, that, that a fan in the stands yelled out at Jimbo Fisher. Hire new coaches. Now, what did Jimbo Fisher say in response? He said, bring your, bring your ass down here and fight me and say it to my face or whatever. Which is a weird thing to say because it's not like the fan is yelling that from the stands because he's a coward. This He knows that he's not allowed to just hop the fence and tell you to fire your... Like, no, in- it's like a vampire. Once you're invited... <laughs> oh, invited. I see. Yeah, he can I do see. it. That's like, right. I mean, Jimbo is standing in the ring and he was saying to the Titantron... Anybody out there in the locker room who wants to tell me to fire a coach, you bring your ass to this ring. And you know what? Did did the guy do it? Nope. I kind of wish that that he had. I kind of wish that he had just like not not aggressively, not violently, just like said, "Hey, you know, coach wants me on the field." And security says, "Oh, I don't know if coach wants it," and just walked over to him and said, "Hire new coaches." Jimbo would have just Jimbo been like. Said- I I, res- I respect your boldness in offering this advice, and I am obligated to accept. I will return with pelts. Sir, you, brave sir, you are our new offensive line coach. Congratulations. I would, by the way, this is one of those matchups where there are some fan bases and coaches where I would say that the fan base was definitely about it. And the coach was not, mm-hmm. or that the coach was about it, but the fan base was not, right? For instance, I don't know if Brian Kelly has a fan yell that at him and he says, You bring your ass down here and talk to me. Neither one of them is about it, right? Neither one of them. Right. Brian Kelly but, doesn't but, want to in the face. But if Jamora right? says it to a UCLA fan, oh man, Jamora would love to kill again. Would love Jamora. to kill again. <laughs> He might he might be exiting the field at this point even after a victory this week. Going right? into the, going he, into the stands on his own. Yeah, no, he might just be looking for guys, right? Like, what you hold I mean, a drink? It, just Mister, I'm holding a drink, sitting there. Good huh? win, hey, good win, coach. Say that fucking shit again. Say it one to, more time. I got a knife I mean, in both of my shoes. To be accurate, if you go in the UCLA stands, you are going to be literally looking for people. <laughs> yeah, they're not easy to spot. 
This is why. This is why. Listen, I know that we've spoken a lot of bad things into existence, like the Penn State uh, Notre Dame national championship game, but and also Lane Kevin scoring sixty nine points. Also that. Also that. Yep. But UCLA head coach Steve Adazio. (laughs) God Almighty! What did they ever do to you? Sorry. Please continue. I was saying, and if LSU, if it's LSU. Right? Actually, if it's most places and most coaches in the SEC West, I'm pretty sure they're all about it. Now, they might have some, some bad information and some poor judgment, right? For instance, if it's Ole Miss, uh, I think the coach would be about it because he's, he's a big old lunk. Um, I think the guy in the stands, he might be about it for two seconds and then realize he's miscalculated and made a serious error and drastically overestimated his ability to fight because that sounds like an old Miss fan. Gus, Gus, Gus Malzahn is not about it. No, Gus Malzahn's not about it because fighting isn't on his list of things to do that day that he wrote down at 4.45 a.m. So, sorry, can't do it. Just not programmed. If you'd, if you'd scheduled it, it could be in there, right? Dan Mullen? I'm afraid Dan Mullen would be about it. Right? Yeah, but he'd be, he'd be in a real like high school wrestling way. He's like, all right, we're going to do this. There, I got the mat over here. I got my my brother, Rick. He's going to ref it, all right? He hates me, so don't worry. He's going to be fair. I got the singlet on already. There's one for you. Let's go. Yeah, he's just – yeah, the Mississippi State fan is going to be like, I ain't taking my chaw out. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it puts his mouth guard in over it, right? <laughs> um but yeah, like everyone in the SEC West, I'm pretty sure about everyone in the SEC East. I'm definitely sure they're not like all of no, them. Uh, like Derek, Jim, Ma- Derek Mason's about it. Jim McElwain will be like, you'll hear from my attorney. <laughs> Fighting of Andy fan. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is that? Fighting of Andy fans like Butler. Well, no, you, drunk, yeah, you, drunk, you, uh, you sideswipe. That's a drunk orthodontist. You sideswipe his dad's Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> you hit my other Range Rover. Hang on now. Will Muschamp versus South Carolina fan? Come on now. That's <laughs> no. right, I had two I had two coaches and two fan bases where I was pretty sure that there was a one hundred percent matchup between bout it in the stands and absolutely bout it on the field. One, Will Muschamp. He's wanted to kill someone for years. Mm-hmm. And two, a South Carolinian, famously the most impulsive Americans with the worst judgment. <laughs> oh, they'll always spoil for a fight. They're just always raring to go. Who will fire first and with no understanding of the odds? South Carolina. And the other one would be Florida State. Like, I am 100% certain that that person in the stands was like, I'm going to walk myself down there. I got it. And Jimbo was like, I'm going to take my shoes off to fight. We're going to get real West Virginia out here. <laughs> I got, I got, I got to take my clogs off. Hold on, son of a bitch. You want to do this mountain style? <laughs> like you'll be like, why, why does Jimbo have a three-inch long thumbnail? Oh God, he's trying to take his eye out with it. <laughs> he just you grew it. I saw him. He grew it right then. You want a Virginia brand, you son of a bitch? <laughs> like fucking West Virginia Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like last of the Brohicans down there. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.